Hi everyone, I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles, and we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. Top of the day to you. Good morning or good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be from. But welcome, welcome. We're pretty pumped about today. Yes. And a guy speaker. Yeah, there is something very exciting when a male comes on and they've got a different a view on certain things. So we are so excited that Dave's going to be able to join us today. Absolutely. And what we're going to be talking about too is how do these objectively driven programs really help people? How does it look from the other side of things? So you guys have heard us talk at length (laughs) on this topic. So this is going to be a different perspective from somebody who's on the other side of things. So, and then we always want you guys to remember that hashtag of we are life changers. Every single human being. Every one of us. No matter what, that smile, that touch, that helpful hand, you have no idea what your gift and talent on this earth has done for another living being, even if it's beyond years from now. But we are here. We are all life changers. Absolutely. So before we get rolling here as well, we'll introduce ourselves. Yeah, because that's always smart. And we forget a lot. Yeah. So, oh, we've got Lisa on already. Good to see you. Hey, Lisa. Perfect. So my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. Just throw it in for the extra link. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmeck. I am the founder and master instructor for the Equine Connection, helping people just like you. Why not one of you working with horses in a completely different way? But the most beautiful thing that we always keep in mind is number one, the welfare of our horse with our certification. Because when we're partnering with our horses, with these objectively driven programs, that's when humans are able to make changes, make changes to be empowered so that they can move forward in their own lives. And I tell you, there is something that's so humbling and such a privilege that happens right before your very eyes when a horse does the teaching and the human makes the change because it's his or her choice to make that change. And then you see how the horse reacts from it because the number one thing a horse needs to feel is safe. So that's why us as confusing human beings need a horse in our life daily because <laughs> we are confused human beings. Exactly right. So talking about this life-changing piece and that we are all life changers, well, the guy that we have joining us today, Dave Lowen, and I think I said that right, I hope so, Dave, but he is truly a life changer. He works with our fellows at the Calgary Dream Center, and not only that, he's also a husband and a father of two kids, and he's the case manager at the treatment center, working with all of the guys that are there to help them move forward with their lives. He also has a bachelor's degree in intercultural studies and his passion and focus of his career has always been leadership, community, personal development and program facilitation and communication. And this guy is 
top-notch at communication, Seriously. I have to say. And I don't just mean that he talks a lot. He does, which we but, love. But it's good communication, and talking, and inspiration. It's profound. Like yes. We always give him a standing ovation. We do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And he loves people, and he totally desires to see others grow and live the life that they were always hoped for. So you can kind of see he's our kind of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're having him on here today. So I'm going to bring you up here, Dave. Maybe. There he there is. He is. Hello. Perfect. Hi, welcome. Hi. How are you? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're very happy to have you. And, you know, it's we, we've had other leaders and stuff come through. And the Dream Center leaders, I have to say, they're just so phenomenal in how they really do take what's happening with the horses and they bring it back to how it can help the people that they're working with. And really, the parallels are outstanding that you bring up all the time and you get it you get the horse you get the prey you get the moment you get the prefrontal cortex like you got it all hands down he's in awe every time he comes i swear yeah yeah and so honest with all of it too <laughs> so how is this helping not only obviously for you you're seeing those profound effects but what does working with a horse actually do for all of those in recovery well i'll start with me um for one, I'm a I'm a big imposing person. Um, I, I have a I have a really large personality, and I am like a bull in a china shop. Not just in personality, but also just my physicality of a person. And I have learned very quickly that uh, when you're with a horse, that those those attributes mean nothing, absolutely nothing. I have learned that I've had to I, I've had to. I've had to learn how to communicate from other people's set of values, right? In this case, it's actually a horse's set of values. For me, all of a sudden, I have to switch my set of values in order for the communication to actually work and, and there to be any sort of understanding that, that happens. So, um, I mean, I would say first and foremost, that's probably a big lesson that just slowly spreads in other areas of my life. Um, and, and that's, I mean, a whole bunch of different values. We'll start off with, you mentioned safety. Safety is a big one. For me, being a six foot three big man, I don't walk around with the idea in my head that I need to think about safety all the time, personal safety, social safety. I just, I'm not geared that way. And so I've been forced to look at, at a horse and go, oh man, okay, if I were a person that had to have that set of values, how would I, how would I have to display and change my behavior in order to be perceived in a way that is safe? And then now I can actually input my desire and my my intention. Maybe that is to walk forward. Maybe that is to you know put a hoop on on a glove, whatever that is. Um, in my life, that's also just parenting. I, I can't I can't be a person that forces my way into being a good dad. The horse has taught me that because honestly, I think a horse is about as belligerent as my child is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of you can lead them to water. It, well, you can't even do that really. But yeah, yeah exactly um, right. Well, a child, you can, but you're not going to get them to drink, man. Um, it's just because they're little. <laughs> yeah, just because they're small, right? That doesn't, it still doesn't give you that much more control, to be honest. Um, you know, but as far as, uh, and going on to the, that notion of control, in recovery, that's the community. It's a community that feels like they are not in control of their, of their own self, right? 
And so what ends up happening is that they take drugs in order to be in control of something, right? Most of those times it's either the way they're thinking or it's the way that they're feeling is the reason why they take their drug. And, and so drug addiction ultimately is this point of um, being a control freak, an emotional or an intellectual control freak. To where you're controlling, you're having a cheat code to control yourself and run your way into this ability to where I don't now have to do any of the work in order to be the person that I want to be. I just take my moment of control and now I can just be however I want. And so when you all of a sudden transition to a horse, it, you, there's no cheat code for that. You can't cheat your way out. It, I mean, you're, you're stuck with the truth, man. And even if you want to cheat yourself and, and lie to yourself, that horse, dude, it doesn't even get there in its brain. Like it can't even comprehend the fact that you're a liar. Like you're not a liar to them anymore, or you're not a liar to them. You're a liar to everyone else and to yourself, but to a, to a horse, you're now just a danger. That's all you are. And, and so it, people in recovery, this is kind of the thing that they have to come to is this idea of serenity, controlling what they can or not controlling what they can't and actually having control over what they can control and then the wisdom to know the difference. The horses is actually the thing that really puts the, the serenity prayer or the AA prayer into practice. It forces that practice into play. And all of a sudden, when, when a person in recovery takes that, uh, takes that lesson and applies it in their own life, whether that's in the relationships, whether that's with their work, whether that's with their mental, their mental health or their physical health, whatever that is, when you start to put that into play, those horses just really, really make that lesson very simple to grasp onto and to put into other areas of life. And I would say as far as addictions recovery, that's probably the first and best place to start. I love that. And one of the things we always talk about in how these programs help so much is that reintegration section of of life, right? Like, okay, you got off drugs or alcohol, you've done that piece, you've done some therapy, and then all of a sudden, after all of this, now you're focused on real life. And I, I love what you guys do with the Dream Center and how you allow them to kind of continue continue, and to continue doing what they need to do for them before they hit that real world aspect. But I think those life skills are something that you guys really do focus on as well as getting those basic life skills going just as we do in the arena. But the horses have this beautiful personification of what it looks like, right? When they're actually going through these pieces, but that reintegration is huge. It is huge. And I think that's the, the bonus to the whole component of working with the horses is ex it's experiential. Experiential learning, you can call on two months, six months, 10 years from now and thinking, you know, of everything that they've gone through at your center. And then you throw in the experiential component that backs everything that you teach and help them with those tools. It's outrageous that if you can, like you say, control what you can control because you can't control the other pieces. This is all you got here. Yeah. So what can you yeah, do with exactly. them? And then exactly. recall and they react that. to you perfectly, right? And in the, actually the same way that other people do too, maybe even, maybe even better and more profoundly in some ways. But, um, you know, a, a lot of people in recovery, that becomes, you know, a part of the issue is that they're so removed from other people, so removed from maybe a real, real actual relationship 
um, that also when they engage in with, with this with this animal, it, it, it there's no lo longer a facade, and without that facade, that person now has to become honest with themselves, and that can either go with a person really pushing it away, and we've seen that in in our you know in our classes too. Sometimes guys have no intention of being in a relationship with this horse, and I think that's just this you know this like uh, leftover kind of um, desire to be ostracized, to not be honest with self, to not be in a relationship where there's going to be a feedback, you know, and some of the horses that you gals have at Equine Connection really will give you some feedback, if you know what I mean. And, and some of those guys, like, they actually can't handle that because they, in, in their entire life, all they're trying to do is they're trying to stay away from people who have feedback. And, and disengage, just disengage, disengage. And what's amazing about equine and what works so well with guys in recovery is it is it prevents you from being disengaged. The moment you're disengaged, you're the one who's not safe anymore. Like you feel unsafe, dude. That thing is a rock at the bottom of its foot. If it wants to kick you across the stage, it can. There's no problem with that, right? That's not going to feel good. And so, you know, you get to this point where, like, you know, you're so, you can no longer be stuck in your bubble. You actually have to be engaged. You have to be engaged. And so, you know, as for people, and this is not just in recovery, man. Recovery, you know, drug addiction is just the uh, far extent of what happens when people are no longer in control of who they are. And when they, when they are in pain and they no longer feel that they have an outlet for that, Drug addiction is just the nth degree or alcohol addiction is just, you know, the last step to, to kind of the finalization of giving up. And, you know, ultimately, I, I think what, what happens when people are in that place is they're so far away from being engaged. As soon as they are engaged, things start to really change for them, right? The learning happens, right? Because now all of a sudden you have this experience that's outside of your own person, right? And that's so important in learning, right? They say, if you want to learn, go travel. And that's because you can't think your way anymore when you go traveling. You live in a different culture, all of a sudden, man, you get thoughts. People have thoughts that you just could never think unless you went there. You could never think them. It's just never a possibility. So when you engage with a horse it's the same thing your your brain is being put into a place where you can't think the way that you used to you can't if you do you're not going to be safe and that horse is not going to think you're safe either so i now have to change you now have to change and when all of a sudden we're going to be in this relationship and when that happens it's i'm now submitting my old idea of control and I'm coming to a this like a relational set of control where like the reason why I have control and why you feel you have control, Mr. Horse, is because we have now both agreed. Now we've both had that communication. We both understand and we're both at that same place. I have listened to your values. You have agreed with mine. And now we're walking in the same direction. When you can transition that into relationships in your own life, man, how is that not going to change your direction to, to recovery, right? Of course it is. Now you're not in this position where you have to be controlling everything in your own world. Rather, 
you get the privilege of working with other people and you can actually take that skill of going, man, I have to, have to put my feet in the hoops of, the, of that horse in order to live its life. If I were to put my feet into the shoes of other people and maybe live their life by their values a little bit better, maybe I will actually be able to move in partnership with that person like I was able with that horse. And if you talk to anyone in recovery, recovery, when like I ask this all the time in my class, right? I'll say, who came to recovery? Who gets triggered? Who uses drugs or alcohol? because of broken relationships because when relationships are broken in your life those are the things you want to go use for hands up and it's always 100 100 there's no one that goes nah man i'm only here because i don't want to be a mechanic anymore no nope, no nope. guys will be a mechanic man if they have really good dudes that they work on a car with they'll be a mechanic forever and they're not going to go to drugs for that but if they like being a mechanic, but every day they go work on a car and people, people aren't nice to them and they treat them like garbage and they start thinking like they're useless, man, sooner or later, you're going to erode to the point where you're not feeling good, man. You're not into it, right? So it always comes down to the relationships are so key. Equine is also about that relational growth. You have to grow in a relationship. And so if as a person... If you really take the lexicon and you start to think, okay, in my lifetime, what are the biggest reactions that have caused the biggest problems in my life? I'll bet you it's the times that you're fighting with the people that matter the most to you. It's probably what it is. I, I bet you it's a, a large percentage of that is because we didn't do the best job putting our feet in somebody else's shoes and understanding what their values are before we made our dictations and our judgments and our movements, right? And we didn't communicate that so that we we probably didn't let them know what ours were either. So all of a sudden we're gonna get offended in that whole process as we start doing what we think is right. And ultimately it came down to, we lack the skill that the horse is gonna give us, which is I have to take myself out of my place and I have to now understand what your value is. We're gonna communicate that. And then we're going to communicate what I want, what is my value, and I'm going to I'm going to live in your value so that we can actually be a partner together. Amazing. Amazing. It is. And I love that 1,200 pounds, 1,500 pounds, 1,000 pounds. These big guys, some are big just like you. Some are smaller. It doesn't matter what it is. I love when they come in and you can see them just sitting there in their – the anxiety is taking over because they're understanding about no prefrontal cortex. The horse is a prey animal. The, the horse needs safety. So do we. And they're like, <gasps> like seriously. The old crap is sitting the old crap. And then they get out there and they work with these magnificent creatures thinking that by tugging more with that control piece, I'm going to get this 1,200 pounds to move. And then they learn quickly. Uh-uh, we got to make a change because less is more. Let go of that control. Where are you looking in life, man? Are you on the right page in yeah. thought and feel? And as soon as they do that one moment of change, boom, yeah. 1,200 mm -hmm. pounds follow them. And they're yeah. like, 
this is outrageous. Like they can't believe they are the leader to their own life in that moment because they and became safe. And that value. And that value. Themselves, yes. Right? Because self-esteem, I mean, like you said, people don't end up doing drugs or alcohol because they're happy with themselves, right? No. Like, or they're happy with their lives at that point. So the self-esteem piece where they realize, yeah, I can be a leader. I can work this other person. I can get a horse that does not judge, does not care if I'm tall, short, fat, skinny, whatever else. It doesn't matter any of those pieces, but that horse wanted to follow me. And I love reading the journals afterwards and their reflections too, because there's so many times where they find that they have a sense of worth. Like when we just had a thing about Roxy, Roxy. last right. week, and one of our horses who was basically on a trailer to go for meat and she before she was rescued, and he really took that back as, you know, she was going to be dog food, as he put it. But now she's here and she's teaching people like me. If Roxy has worth, I can see that I have worth too. Mm -hmm. Like that's just like a beautiful piece to gain that piece that there's a sense but, of worth within themselves. And and to take that thought even further, okay. So here I'm standing in front of a 1,200 pound animal, and that thing looks at me and goes, "You know what? Actually, I feel safe with you, and I I also believe that you respect me, and we're gonna do what you want." I'm interested in that. That actually sounds that sounds like a good time, and you can see the horses get there, like. They have a good time, right? They're relational creatures that enjoy your presence, man. And if if you give it that, right? Um, and it, and it comes down to that. It always comes down to that relationship, right? It's the relationships that get us into the trouble. It's the relationships we get into the trouble for. It's the relationships we get out of trouble because, right? We 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 do everything out of that relationship. What's so interesting this? is you know, when it comes down to the truth as well, right? It's also self-truth. I have to be true to myself. And when I'm true to myself, I know other people will trust me. When I'm not true to myself, other people don't trust me. And if they do trust me and I'm not true to myself, then I have just bamboozled and swindled them, right? I'm just a good liar then. But with a horse, they have some intuition. You can't do that with them. You just can't. Have fun with that, man. They yeah. can take you for a ride at the time, right? Yeah. I'm not intended. So, <laughs> um, you know, with uh, uh, so with with this truth, you know, there with a person when when you don't have that truthful that truthful place, right? That relationship is really marked. And, you know, it, it can't, it can't move forward. You're not living in that moment. And, and therefore what ends up happening is that your communication starts to break down instantly, right? As soon as you're no longer living in the moment with that person, that's when all of a sudden your communication starts to break down. So like, this is what's great about a horse is that they're only in the moment that that's the only place they get to exist. They don't think about the last time they're not wondering what you're about to do they only react in the moment okay and because of that the way that they they go about is is that they actually give you everything that they are and they're not holding anything back and they're not trying to do anything they have this real true authenticity right now when you're with that horse they require the same thing because as soon as you don't give them that you now no longer live in their value. And now you're no longer trustworthy. And now they notice that. They pay attention to that. Trust me. So if you look at five horses in one barn, 
You want to know how to make it a whole lot more dangerous? You just add one person to that mix to put one lead on that horse. Because now all of a sudden there's one horse that now all of a sudden has to live according to your values. And those might conflict with all of the ways that the other horses have demonstrated and are relating to each other, right? And so when you watch people with equine, it's like you have you have all these horses on the lead, man. They the horses themselves struggle with their communication because I'm stuck between trying to deal with the value of the human, and then all of a sudden there's this horse that wants a space, and it's actually the human that's preventing me from doing the right thing. And you can kind of see it, right? So it's like when everyone's on that same page, everyone is way safer as well. Everyone must be on that same page and everyone's safe. So when you live in that moment, in that communication with other people, there's a safety that you bring, like actually a relational safety, right? Lots of people will, will tell, will share things with me as a person that's deep to who they are. And a part of that is because they know that I'm here with them. That's it. I, my brain doesn't go anywhere else. I, that's part of my ADHD or something. I forget everything. <laughs> You know, that's, you know, the, the negative side of it. But the positive side of it is that this is where I am and there's a lot of safety to that. And the horses really do that as well. It's beautiful. For people who are in recovery, for people who have serious anxiety, for people who are in depression, these are things where they're not in the moment. And so when all of a sudden you're stuck with this horse, man, there's this reprieve from anxiety because anxiety is just you know, creating a conspiracy against yourself, right? The feature's coming after you. And the depression is that, you know, half the time it's that the past has ruined you. And you get with a horse and now you don't get to have those thoughts. You live in the peace and the safety of the present moment. It's beautiful. It's actually meditative. Wow. I well, so I totally again. agree. Yeah. You can see why we always give him standing ovations because <laughs> he's just so eloquent in everything he says and so truthful. Um, one thing when, cause you know, when they first come for the very first program with orientation, there are lots of guys who are like, I don't know if I want to be here. I'm really nervous. I'm scared. And of course you've been there as they transitioned into just being in the moment and feeling safe and the achievement words that they pull off the board and, and parallel it to their own life. But when you give back to the center, is this a piece from working with the horse that week that comes into play for them even during your training and learning with them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, for one, actually conflict resolution. I use this piece a lot for conflict resolution where guys will like, for, for example, at the Dream Center, in our treatment center, we have uh, about 25 guys at a time that are, are running through a 49-day treatment program. Um, and in this program, uh, there's typically between two to three guys who share a room. So if you have random guys that have either come out of detox, come out of the street, come out of mom and dad's basement, come out from home, that home life is, you know, falling apart. And now you're at a treatment center and now you have to live with, you know, two other guys that are just random. Who knows? Different age, different place, different language, different ideas, different thoughts, man. It's wild. <laughs> so a great thing for me to lean on consistently and in my own life I do this and I so I just transition it to other people because it's you know the, the point is like is it's so the contrast like the horse gives you such a great contrast so you can transition those lessons so you know with guys like 
when they're having these roommate struggles, it's okay, remember the horses. What were the horses wanting? We needed to find their what they wanted. Otherwise, we can't do anything with them. Then we won't work together. If that horse is your enemy, what's gonna happen? Now you're both gonna hate each other and you're both gonna have a bad time. So how do we both get on the same page? Because if you're not on the same page, then you're only gonna have problems. And in the treatment center, if you can't figure out how to like each other here, when, <laughs> you know, I, I get to be your new daddy or your new boss in a sense, and, <laughs> and, you know? Like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen when all of a sudden everything's now on you. That's a completely different scenario. So with, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's such a great way to, to look at it and go, you know, conflict resolution, you know, it goes back to being on the same page. It's this relational piece. If you can relate to a horse, you can relate to others. You know, it's like, and, you know, and I also give guys, you know, a, you know, I think men really actually like the idea of a cowboy. There's a few guys that have come through a dream center who are real legitimate Alberta cowboys. What you know about Alberta cowboys is that not only do they have a completely ruthless and reckless side to them, right? Where they've got, you know, the gun, the 2020 lever action or 3030 lever action off their hip. And, you know, they like, you know, they like the, you know, the big trucks and whatever. But yet on the other side, they don't swear, they're kind, they open doors, there's a total respect, you know, peace to them. And, and I think that, you know, horses really help people understand that you actually have to have that balance as a person. When you think of the best cowboy, what is it? Dude, it's a guy who learned when he's by himself in the middle of the field that you still need to be gentle. That, that matters. That matters. And, and horses will teach you that. Girls don't need that lesson the same way that most guys do. I can tell you that, right? Especially guys who are like, yeah, man, and when you're – they're a little feisty and, and testy, man. Like, there's nothing like a horse. Like, go ahead, you, 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 you stand in front of that thing and you tell me who's gonna win that that battle. <laughs> I have to say, I love watching the the guys, especially because you're right. Girls come in, they're automatically like, oh, the beautiful, let's brush their hair. <laughs> guys come in a little bit more, you know, peacocked, if you will, yeah. and they'll get out there and then. You know, after the first class, all of a sudden they're, you know, just mush. marshmallows. Like they're just mush with these horses. Yeah. And they tap into that empathy side. And I think that's such a powerful piece of it because all of a sudden it's, you're right, it's not about them. They're doing it for their yeah. horse and realizing how that goes to how they can work with other people too. But you can, they come in, is Roxy in too? Yeah. Is Common here? Totally, what you? man. You know, it's exactly there's certain relationships and animals are so great at this right like every once in a while we'll have a you know a puppy that comes to the dream center and you get you these guys i mean they're tattooed on their face their neck their arms they've been in jail for 15 years they've been a part of biker gangs and they get a puppy and you're like oh my god they're puppies <laughs> right? and they just melt like you just disappear man you know, 300 pound man, it's like so, it's so scary. They just melt and you know, a horse, it does it different. It's not because it's cute. It's because it's sincere. And that sincerity is the thing that, that you know, here's the other thing too. When you come from a world, maybe it's a family, maybe like a lot of families, you know, maybe it's a family that gaslights all the time, right? Where 
you know, you, you, you go to mom and dad's place and, and all of a sudden they say a joke that's kind of hurtful and you're like, hey, that hurt. And they're like, oh, it's just a joke. You know, like, come on, just lighten up. Like, don't be so sensitive, right? And you walk away going like, honey, am I sensitive? Like, no, dude, you're, <laughs> you're ruthless, man. Your family's a savage, right? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's things like that where, um, oh, what was my point on that? Um, but yeah, where the sincerity of a horse, like when, when all of a sudden you have this sincere relationship where, where there is no bluffing, there is no joking, there is actually only where we are and how I really feel. And I tell you the honest truth and especially with men too, where they don't have a, it's very in your head. Like communication for men is, is oddly physical. It's very emotional, but it doesn't come through like an emotion through your mouth. It comes through an emotion through your actual body. Mm. And, and so when all of a sudden you interact with that horse, like there's something that men just kind of can do and feel, I think sometimes that we're, we can now be emotional without really having to use our mouth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And guys all of a sudden connect with that. And then they get this sincere relationship that's really hard to find anywhere else. And they're definitely, no offense, they're not getting that from a woman in the same way. Because women want a heart-to-heart -heart connection. That mm -hmm. horse just, just wants, like, I don't know, just that momentary, like, honesty. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And so I think there's, like, this emotionary, emotional, like, you know, trans, you know, transmission that happens through, through, you know, men and horses to where they don't actually need this like verbal communication in order to actually be emotional beings. And over time, they kind of like, it breaks you down to you're like, okay, I guess you can be friends, man. You're kind of nice. <laughs> I like it. Look at this pretty pony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's either that or they don't tolerate you. You don't tolerate them because they won't tolerate your garbage. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ever worked with horses, there's some horses that just aren't having it with you, right? And totally. to be honest, I mean, I learned this from you guys. It's it's me. It's me. It's like breaking up with a girl. It's not you. It's me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny for one thing that comes up for the fellas as well. I would say almost probably one person every program is patience. Yes. And patience is such a big piece of, especially when you're doing any sort of recovery, because it's not like, oh, I'm recovered, right? It's a yeah. constant effort. It's a life now that you're Daily. going into. And patience is something that comes up a lot. And I think it's so beautiful to listen to the guys actually say, and it's like my recovery. Yeah. It's like, I need to have patience with myself. I need yes, to have exactly. patience with exactly. others rebuilding those relationships with me again. And it's really, it, I love, I love reading the journals and everything oh, so much. It's so far away. Yeah. It's a reflection to where they're having, um, actually they're seeing an honest relationship with themselves. The horse is what gives them the picture of how to be honest with themselves. I, I really, like, I think that's kind of that piece, right? And all of a sudden they go like, oh, see, this is like my recovery. And what they mean by that when they say that is that this is my honest relationship with myself. Because every guy in recovery knows the very first lie that you produce is the moment you're no longer walking in recovery. That's the moment I know. And I tell guys all this, this all the time. And if, 
it, it only lasts two weeks, man, because if, if you're still lying after two weeks in my treatment center, you're not going to be treated anymore. Okay. It's over for you because you're not willing to do it. That's just how it works and not do it without honesty. And so, you know, it, it all of a sudden guys will look at this horse and be like, Whoa, like, okay, this is the relationship I can have with myself. Right? Like, I can treat myself patiently. Like if the horse was patient with me and valued me, it didn't even know me. It doesn't have to like me, right? Like the idea that we ride a horse is kind of stupid. Anyone else? <laughs> it's stupid. If there's anything that I can tell you that makes the horse kind of dumb is that they would let me ride them, right? <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When my kids hit five or six, like it's over. Okay. Dad's no longer a horse, man. I'm worth more. But they just don't care. They just keep it on. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Follow up to that one. That's it. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. I love it. Is there one story or one moment oh. of yourself or one of the fellas that you saw that kind of sticks in your brain? I know we have loads that we just, there's just that one time that you see that you're like, yeah, this is everything that we do and why we do it. Right. Is there one that stands out for you of one of the guys going through or how they took this learning or even just a moment in the arena? You remember that one fellow, though, he was homeless and he came to your place and he really connected with Roxy. And now I, he was an older fella. His sister, I think I was there for the graduation. Long hair. Do you have long hair? No, he comes toward us. Very scruffy looking. Always swept our floor in the classroom. He was just, but as soon as that connection happened with Roxy, as soon oh, yeah. as not only connection, but wasn't it outrageous? And oh, he kept okay. still talking about Roxy, no matter what happened, even at the center, he was continuously talking about this horse where it's like, buddy, just so you know, it's you, you, you made the this. change. Yeah. You did it to yeah. have this. Connection. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think, I think for me, my most favorite times, like the most favorite changes I see in, in men, um, it, is actually when they're no longer afraid. They walk in, they're terrified. Like, and, and you know, I, I used to like riding horses. I, I like it a lot less than I do actually just hanging out with them, to be honest, man. Like when I first went, I was like, dude, I just want to ride a horse. Like it's so fun, right? And now I'm like, dude, I don't actually care. I actually don't care to ride them. Dude, I just want to hang out with them because it's, it's freaking cool. So, um, but at first, like guys come in and they, you know, they may have had experience riding a horse or whatever and they get kicked off and, or they get hurt or they're just men of fear. Like, man, a lot of dudes that come through the treatment center have been beat by life, like literally, figuratively, emotionally, every way. And so all of a sudden it's like, you know, especially you have some of these guys who are pretty small framed, you know, men who probably grew up kind of being looked down upon and treaded upon by some big men. And all of a sudden they walk into, a, into this like barn with these giant creatures that they see at the stampede with all of these like, you know, macho cowboys that are riding them. And it's this, you know, a football image here in Calgary. And it's all these things. And there, there's so many reasons to be afraid of an animal like that. And when they walk in, it's like, 
you know, David, do I have to do this? Do I have to do this? I'm like, well, you do have to be with us. That you do have to do. And and I'd like you to try, man. I'd like you to be here because I'll tell you right now, my three and a half year old girl and I, we would be doing this together the way that you and I would be too. So if I'm comfortable with having my little daughter around these things, I'll feel like you're brave enough to just try it out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but they'll try it out. You know, the power of a little girl always, you know, sway a guy with mind, right? Um, and, uh, you know, so all of a sudden they try and like, dude, at the end of it, I love the drive homes, man. The drives home are, are always great because I, I like just, you know, hearing the reflection of them and, you know, driving out. I always ask like, anyone ever done this before? Anyone confident? What you think, you know? And driving home, guys are like, dude, those things aren't even scary. Like that thing was my friend by the time like you were done. Aww. Yo, look, I actually got like a new friend. That was cool. Like, like a dog, but, but not. And... But it was awesome. And like this idea that they went from actually being afraid to actually having love because those are the opposite things, right? If you want to no longer live in fear, live in love. That's, that's the, how it works. And so all of a sudden when I start to know the animal, I start to actually fall in love with the animal, right? To, to fall in love with something is actually to be in knowing of it, to have knowledge of that. If I do not know it, I cannot love it. And all of a sudden here I am and I'm sincere, the horse is sincere. We now have this real, real relationship of knowledge. Unlike all of the other ones that they've had in the, you know, using with all of their friends and using friends and all that stuff. None of them are sincere. They all lie to you to each other. They all try and just steal drugs from behind each other's backs and whatever. And also they have a horse that's never had the idea of what stealing is. And they have a relationship with them. They're no longer scared because they're the ones leading the horse in safety. Total flip of a thought that they can be the leader in their own life now. Then they also drive away. And I'm like, so um, what you do for yourself? It's like, whoa, dude, I actually respected myself. I was actually patient with myself. That's I gave cool. these things to myself. It's like, and what did you gain? It's like, I, I, I guess I actually, I'm happy. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. There we are. You see, it actually took the relationship in order for you to be happy. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how cool your horse is. If you're not spending time with it, you're never going to be happy. You have to have relationships in order to be happy. And all of a sudden, when they live in this real, authentic relationship, where they're loving themselves, they're loving other people, they drive away from that, and they feel happy. Wow. wow. I love it. And I mean, exactly that, that comes up all the time, too, is the opposite of addiction is connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing the guys consistently go back to is that they, they did have a connection that day. And... You know, we've even seen before, they said, you know, they didn't think that the connection was a thing that was going to happen to them again. So, and the other thing I have to say that I love is when the guys come in and they're like, yeah, the other guys told me about Roxy. Yeah. Is she in today? Or the other guys told me about <laughs> Granite. Granite. Uh, yeah. yeah, did you bring that, that horse in here today? Because that's what I want. Like, I love that they actually do talk about it and totally. they chat about totally. their stories and share that. Yeah. And their well. horses. Yeah, yeah, with the guys sitting around talking about their pony bones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, they do everything too. Like some of them, you know, we're talking about like how the guys come in so macho, right? There's this one guy, you know, he thought this guy could, you know, punch a hole through the world, right? 
just the biggest, baddest man that's ever walked the planet. And he comes up and he's like, yeah, guys, dude, dude, I could, I could punch a horse out. Like if I punch it in the head, I could punch hard enough to knock it out. And dude, every single guy just started laughing at him. We're like, that is the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard. Like, okay, dude, you, dude, even try that. Like even, <laughs> like yeah. stand there and tell me that you have the nerve to do that for a second, let alone that they could barely even nuts. kick themselves out. Like. That is the most ridiculous thing. Then all of a sudden he comes and he stands in front of his horse and everyone's staring at him. We're all giggling, right? Because he's just talking the whole way to equine therapy in the van. All the guys are joking. He's like, dude, trust me, guys, man. Like, you don't even know. You don't even know. All of a sudden we're standing. He's standing in front of the horse. We all like look at him, smile, and he just like puts his head down in shame. We're like, yeah, what's <laughs> up, bud? You're <laughs> pretty small now, aren't you? Hey? <laughs> good, good. That's where we should be. That's where we need to live in life. A little bit small. Yeah, humbling. Yeah, humbling. And humbling. And that's grounded. That really is grounded. Yeah. Exactly. It is better because it's not exactly. So you know. Overwhelming. Exactly, right? And you know, hey, let's and that was, you know, that was the thing that, you know, that was the lesson for the day, right? Like let's that's the other part of truth. Like you let's live in the truth. Let's live in the truth. Let's not try to dictate and push what we love and what we want to happen because that's actually entirely irrelevant, especially when you're dealing with another side of the equation in a relationship, whether it's a horse or a person. Like you can't just live in what you want to be true. You have to live in what's agreeably true at the very least, right? Which might be like a subjective thing such as safety. But you have to agree that that's the thing that you're after. I love it. That was so wonderful. Look at... I know. Dave even got uh, holy jumping tuna fish emojicons, man. Like, yeah. that is pretty stunning. Penny said, fascinating, right. motivating. Right. Jenny, who's one of our facilitators, this is why I started facilitating this right here. Yeah. And then Lisa said, this is giving me a clear vision of what I'm getting into. <laughs> I couldn't be more humbled. And then, of course, Gina is another one of our ladies who just started a group uh, home of three men. So perfect. Gina, you're going to love it. We love and the guys. She loved all the info. We do love the men. We do. And, you know, I, and I don't want no one to get offended. It's not saying we love girls too. are just yeah. this way and guys are just this way. I'm not saying that. But through science, through the human body through the mind we know that they are built differently so there's different ways that the men come in versus different ways with the women For we sure. love them both but we do love these tough nut cookies coming in or yeah. anxiety and then they're just like in awe over their horses yeah. and it just melts our horse our horse you know, our, our hearts yeah and and you know the best part is like what i love about horses is that just like people we learn from everyone and everyone can learn from everyone and we learn from everyone in their own way like i learned from caroline different things than i learned from carrie and carrie's not learning from caroline the same things that i am right and that's the same thing with the horse like just because i'm a dude like i i'm actually going to glean different things from the horse because i'm a man because my perspective because I speak English, I would I would pick things up and I would notice things different and my mind is geared to think different than if I were to speak uh, in Oriental language as an example. So like it doesn't matter. The differences in a person is a part of why your perception exists. And so, you know, like 
as as we keep on growing and we we get stronger and stronger and stronger into the people we are it's not about you know what you know one side or the other we're all people we all overlap and then we all we're just a giant body of Venn diagrams really yeah and you know and the best part is is that horses are the same and they're you know <laughs> they're great like they're great they're the way that they relate to to people is also on an individual level and that's a beautiful thing right whether you're male whether you're female there's things that we all learn differently and that's exactly why equine therapy is actually so perfectly suited you know yeah i mean in reality it might typically be seen as more of a feminine thing or more women are doing this that's that might be true but if you look at historically that's not even close to true that is not even close to true historically men have been the ones that have tended and cared for horses and have been the ones that that are known as the ones who ride them and do that type of thing right you know and a big part of that is that they were used as warriors right that was like that was what horses were used for warriors and farming and farmers and that was on the back of men most of the time for most of history and yeah. you know, and so when we talk about men and horses, like this is something men and horses have existed, have coexisted, you know, about as long as we have any amount of recorded time. So yeah. like this is a relationship that like you can't actually take horses away from human beings or human beings away from horses and have a true understanding of who we are. We have evolved. We have become the way we are because of these creatures. And, and so, you know, it would actually kind of seem absurd to not continue to use them even in our modern day. Absolutely. They truly are the most beautiful partners through life and in learning, especially. And we do, we're so happy that you came on today Thank so you. people could hear the other side of it and I, and said in such a different way, but such a relatable way for so many people. And I love that we've got a lot of people watching as well, just really soaking it all in because it's one of those things that, you know, we do good work. You guys do amazing work and coming together to bring those two types of lessons together has really created a beautiful, beautiful program in my mind. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't know how long we've been together, maybe three or four years, however long that's been. And I can see many, many more years together because, mm -hmm. well, you keep having guys come in. Yeah. So that is yeah, a win. Not, not a win, but it is a win because at least we're still there helping more and more and more people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you always say that line that uh, horses are uh, the gateway. The, yeah, the gateway drug. Equine assisted learning is the gateway drug to horses. Yeah, I do say that regularly. Because even <laughs> if you think about that, when these guys come in, many of them have families as well. Mm -hmm. They want to introduce their kids to their horse. They want to introduce their family to come and do a program. Like they're always talking about those after pieces as well. So it, it's opening up such a beautiful, bright world mm -hmm. for many. So all of you facilitators listening out there, would you ever hold back of going to go to a men's organization? No, they need you, right, Dave? I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> and not only that, well, hey, listen, you know, the the truth is, can they learn from you? Can they grow from, from what you do? It's not about what you need. Like, I mean, so many people have told me I need to see this movie and that movie. But the question is, what movie will make the impact? 
And, and I think that this is the thing that makes an impact on people. Who cares what people, quote, need to or not need to? The question is, what's going to make an impact in people's lives? And I don't know about you, but I've, I've literally watched the most broken men in the city of Calgary actually learn how to, how to build parts of their life because they, you know, put down fear and learn to listen and paid attention to what a different animal was trying to communicate to them and then transition that into their own life. Dude, he probably didn't need that. You know, like I have this saying in recovery, recovery is not for those who need it. Recovery is not for those who want it, right? You know, recovery is not for those who need it because there's people who die all the time. I've probably buried 20 people since the beginning of January just because of the opiate and, you know, alcohol and all that jazz. It's not for those who want it because people, man, they, they want it all they want, but they still end up slipping, man, and not making it either. Recovery is only for those who do it. That's it. Wow. Not about those who want it, not about wow. those who need it. It's about those who do it. And that's it. And 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 that's that's the message for, for people who want to be better. It, it doesn't matter what you need, what you want, man. That's irrelevant. It's actually irrelevant. The only thing that matters is what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you motivated for and what are you doing? Take need, take want out of your life. That, those are just words to the grocery store. Wow, that was a fantastic way to end this. I, I want to live by that all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's a really. That is so stunning because you're absolutely right. Take the want, the need away. It's the do, man. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And the do every day, one step at a time. I do want to throw. I'll just throw a plug. I'll just throw a plug in for the dream setting here real quick, too, if that's okay. Very good. Yes. If you guys have any person in your life that is addicted to alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, whatever it is. Um, and that person is looking for, for change or is looking for a way out and is sick and tired of being sick and tired. Please, please either have that person give me a call at the Dream Center or call the Dream Center themselves. Go online and, uh, and, and there's opportunities where you can apply for, for a treatment um, our treatment program is fifteen hundred dollars uh, for a forty-nine day program. That's uh, probably the cheapest in a province uh, for a private uh, health or private treatment center. Um, as well as we have no longer than a three-week waiting list. So we're killer. We're probably the best in the province. It just is what it is. I'm just. I mean, my biased opinion is is that. So, um, but if you but yeah, if you know anything, please yeah, please send people there that way. And one other thing I will throw in with the Dream Center as well is if you are looking for a way to contribute, they do have the ability to donate on their website as well towards um, a day, a week, or helping somebody else to move their life forward who maybe really wants it, can't afford everything. So there is options to donate on there as well. So do check out the CalgaryDreamCenter.com. And we got to support these people who are to. doing these beautiful, the life changers of the world. We are all life changers. You guys actively make a difference in somebody's life every single day that you live and breathe and we couldn't appreciate you more for it. Thank you. Oh, so everybody's yeah, the do it. That's a new hashtag that's coming yeah. out. Yeah. I wrote that message down. It doesn't matter what you need or want. It's what you do. Woo. Holy, Holy job and tuna fish. fish. Yeah. That's great. Well, damn it, we got two. Jazz hands now, man. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, Thank life you. changer. 
changers. Have an amazing awesome. week. Thank you again Thank so you. much. Check out calgarydreamcenter.com. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.